This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. That's right. We do a podcast. Why not? That's what I say. Al, how's be you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, so you're hosting with Evan later on this afternoon, If you, in case you didn't get enough, Jerry, this morning from the warm-up show, from the updates during Boomer and Geo, and from the post-game podcast. That's a bit much, huh? Let me ask you, do you think you guys will discuss baseball? <laughs> uh, well, I believe we have um, Sean Marks on at three. Is that right? I believe Steve Nash at four, Kevin Durant at five, oh, no, the, and we these will are... try and sneak in some baseball. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Those are Fake news stories, Jerry. They are. I don't. I don't know. Evan Show. I will follow along right. and do whatever he's looking for. Right. So, Evan, you've got the lead on this one. Oh, no question. Absolutely. See, I would. Th- I would think that's a be- like. It's not uh, like to host a four-hour show or five-hour show. But if you were the person that was like, you know, Evan had the job to lead the whole thing, and you could just uh, hang out and talk, I think that'd be pretty cool. It is, and that's like when I host with uh, with G. I mean, it's <laughs> show up, he's got the lead. What are we talking about? Right, it's your show. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's his deal. So you know, I'm just kind of helping out. That's the way I look at it. You know, and when when Greg's out, Boomer likes us to take the lead, which is totally cool too. But then it's different preparation for sure, much right. different. And even with Sal, at the end of the month, I'm doing a full week with him. He seems to he like he lets me do it because it's our time slot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also puts more onus on me to come up with different things to do. Right. Onus. Onus. Uh, so I'm already, you know, of course, this week thinking about the bow party, Jerry. Yeah. I'm contemplating a couple different things for okay. my exit strategy. So the bow party happens, and yeah. then uh, we go, blah, 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 and it's done by, like, they're saying, like, 5 o'clock. Right. I could stay on the boat that we have and uh, stay over and uh, go back the next day. Okay. Or the other thing I was thinking, but that boat's going to be at Fire Island, so I'm going to have to then tomorrow, the, the next morning get from Fire Island back to the mainland where my Oof. car is. Yeah. Or do I go back to the mainland, let's say 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, yeah. sleep in my car a few hours, and then drive home? I was going to say, well, isn't your girlfriend going, though? I'm not sure. Okay. I would say if she doesn't go, if I were you, you could, yes, you could sleep in your car. I was going to say go to dinner. Hmm. Get some food in your system. Have a have a Coke or a water or whatever. Yeah. Take your time, and I leave like 8, 8 p.m. Right. That's what I was kind of thinking that. And then this way, I know you, I know the idea of staying over and getting up and out early is very appealing. Yes. But to me... Being in your bed, even if it's midnight, getting in your bed Friday Correct. night is appealing. The other thing I was thinking of, do I get a hotel room on the ride home? Mm, could do that, too. Could do that as well, right? But I don't really know any of those 
those uh, Long Island towns. I just think le- leaving there at five o'clock will be a disaster. That we know. Yes, that's going to be. But rough. you're right. If we eat, if I eat something, and then maybe get an hour or two nap in my car. Yeah. Because be even if it's over around five-ish, think yes. about this. Let's say it's over at five, but that's on Fire Island. Right, and you're still on a boat. I'm still on a boat. I mean, by the time you get to your car, you're probably talking 6, 6.30, I would think. Correct. I would say 6.30. Then if I get something to eat around there, 7.38, maybe yep. I go. I think you're good. You want to take, shut your eyes for an hour and leave at nine? You're right. home by 11.30. Interesting. It's a thought. I mean, It is a thought. It's a long day. I mean, that's the thing about, you know... You're getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'll have to get up at 1 o'clock. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's where it gets dangerous because you're getting towards that 24-hour period. Right. Which is, you definitely get sleepy. I mean, you got to worry about that. Right. So I would definitely have your those burgers in the in your car to make sure you stay awake. <laughs> Stop at a Roy Rogers. <laughs> I'll do what you, right, what you used to do to get home when you lived in Brick from Queens, uh, the eat. WFAN studios. You would eat a, uh, you'd get the... Roy Rogers burger. The bacon cheeseburger and large fries. What type of drink would you go with? Like a Coca-Cola? Coke. Oh, always Coke. Nice Coca-Cola. Always. Always, And if always. I did that one day, Jerry, not terrible. You were doing it every day, which I was doing it five a days problem. a week, Al. Five days a week for a lengthy period of time. Months. Did the people at Roy Rogers start to know who you were? No. You know, it wasn't ever. To be completely honest, it was probably yeah. like three days a week. Fridays, I don't know why. Fridays are never an issue, ever, ever, ever. So I never ha- actually had to stop on a Friday. I would say I probably did it three days a week regularly, mm-hmm. but no, I don't feel like I ever became friendly with anybody. Right. And I think, too, if I remember correctly, at that point, that rest stop Roy Rogers was already self-serve. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's right. You would, you, it was like cafeteria style. Yes. They would slide the food down into the heat lamp. Yes. And God knows how long the stuff was sitting there. <laughs> it was under a heat lamp. Jerry's fine. Right. But yeah, that's... And so no, I never really got friendly with anybody. My friend Paul, who I used to do the Al's Boring Podcast with, when he would go to... You know, when he was living in Tampa, when we were living in Tampa together, and he um, would go to similar places for lunch near his office. Yeah. As soon as someone at the place he was going to got into a conversation with him about his food... He stopped going there. So he would, <laughs> he used to go. He used to get a uh, turkey sandwich at Blimpy, the, right? The the place. He said one time when he went there, the same he would always see like the same guy would always make his sandwich. Yeah. And one time after going, you know, multiple days in a row, the guy said to him, "But you really like these turkey sandwiches, huh?" And that was it. And he was like, "No, I'm done. Never going back. Never going back." Wow. Then uh, something came up when Moose was in today. Moose was in the studio, and yeah. he, he talked about going away with, like, seven other families on vacation. I did hear the tail end of that. We talked about, like, you know, like, renting a house. And my yeah. sister's done this with, like, other families with kids, and then the kids all get to play together and all stuff. But it always blows my mind as to how do you divvy up when you go out to dinner. Yeah, sure. With Seven other families a lot. Yeah, does like each family get their own bill? Um, I mean, I've gone out with three other couples where there's eight of us. And I'm trying to think how we've done it in the past. You know? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I don't know. How I, do you do that? Hmm. How do it do? Well, I know. All right. So when we went to um, 
Barrel and Roost. Yeah. The eight of us went there. Eight people going to out to dinner, right? This yes. is good. What did you do? Well, uh, our one our one friend paid the bill, and we Venmoed him. Okay. We divided like it by four, and we all Venmoed him. Um, and that Venmo has become like the easiest thing in the world. It's weird because you're just passing money back and forth, mm-hmm. but it keeps you straight. And so that's the most recent example I can give you that I'm, I'm aware of. Okay. So you divvy it up by Venmoing each other. Yeah, pretty much. And, and like I say, I'm only dealing with three other couples. I'm talking. I'm not talking about families. And in that case, even everybody's having drinks. We don't nickel and dime. It's just divide it by four for the four couples, and that's what we pay. Do you ever feel like if you see one of the couples having more drinks that you need to have an extra drink just to even it up? Not with this group, but I will tell you, if you go back to when Kim and I were probably 21 or 22, and neither one of us had a great deal of money, we did go on a trip with my parents, my brother, my sister, her family, and we met another family there for one day where we had dinner, um, and as it turned out, drinks. Now, I was, like I said, 21 or 22. I wasn't aware how this was going to work, so I just assumed I bought what I bought, and that's what I was paying for. So I remember not getting any drinks. Kim and I got you know, sodas or whatever because it was our first night on vacation, and I wanted to be smart with our money because we were there for eight or nine days. And I don't think I got anything more than a burger and fries. She got probably a salad. We each got a soda, and I'll never forget at the end, my dad and... My friend's father, they're like, all right, let's just do, let's go $110 a couple. <laughs> I looked at her, I said, uh, what? hundred? I, I might have, this might have cost $25. Right. And that's that was bad. That was a rough one. And I had to swallow it and, and just pay it. It was awful. Yeah, no, that stinks. Yeah, that sucked. But that's the only time that's ever really happened to me. Okay. So you learned your, I don't know if you learned your lesson then, but you just thought, you know what, if everybody else is ordering drinks, I'm ordering drinks. Yeah, we learned our lesson. We get steak and lobster tails and, uh, you know. Smart. Really good liquors now. (laughs) So an interesting story about Quentin Tarantino, Jerry. you familiar who he is? Yes, of course. He's the the writer, director, actor. He did Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Right. The Kill Bills. I haven't really heard any buzz about him lately. And by lately, no. I mean like the last 15 years. No, not really. But I guess he's got uh, some sort of new movie out now because I see he's been doing uh, interviews. I saw he was on Joe Rogan, Mark Marin had him, and, and he did a podcast called uh, The Moment Podcast hosted by Billions co-creator Brian Koppelman. Okay. Uh, who I believe is a comedian as well. So they talked about that uh, Quentin Tarantino's mom was not very supportive of his screenwriting career. She thought it was like he was wasting his time. Yep. So he said, my mom always had a hard time about my scholastic non-ability. She was bitching about me about writing screenplays. And then in the middle of her little tirade, she said, oh, and by the way, this little writing career, using the finger quotes and everything, this little writing career that you're doing, that shit is over. Hmm. And he said, when she said that to me in this sarcastic way, I said, okay, lady, when I become a successful writer, you will never see one penny from my success. No there kidding. will be no house for you. There's no vacation for you. No Elvis Cadillac for mommy. See, you these get, two are really close, huh? You get nothing because you said that. So uh, the host, Brian Koppelman, asked if he kept his promise, and he said, yeah, I helped her out in a jam once with the IRS, but no house, no Cadillac. Wow. 
you know what? I get it. You know, the problem with those stories are yeah. not not the mob thing, but, you know, the idea that your your son wants to do something creative or is putting all their eggs in the I'm going to be a professional hockey player basket yeah. or whatever. You hear the stories from the pros that made it. Yes. But think about how many, if you go to film schools, universities, colleges, how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people try to be that guy and i'm not saying you shouldn't try you sure as hell should but there are countless failures to that one success right but it is a cool story when you're the one success and he said uh, he continued this is quentin tarantino there are consequences for your words as you deal with your children remember there are consequences for your sarcastic tone about what's meaningful to them i agree with that 100 percent well, just the other day, we heard the story about the uh, Olympic, um, I think she was an Olympic swimmer right? for the U.S. that won uh, gold or silver. And uh, she said she remembered her one teacher telling her to yes, right. enough with the swimming. Yeah, you, t- you told that story last week. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I'm sure they probably told those, had similar words to other people that had weird dream, hopes and dreams, and they were probably right about it. Correct. But it is, you should never stop trying, you know? Did your were your parents supportive when you wanted to be in the radio? Yes, they, they were. Too. They were they were supportive when I was a kid. I wanted to play baseball as a professional, mm-hmm. and then they were very supportive when I wanted to do broadcasting. I think they were so excited that I had a path and an idea of what I wanted to do that they were totally jumped on board. And I also think they knew that just because I wanted to do you know radio, that there were other options in the media. So it didn't necessarily, like when I said that's what I was going to do, it was great. I was going to college, so I was, quote-unquote, somewhat rounded. Um, and they thought, and so did I, that there would be other uh, internships at TV stations, film houses, radio stations. Uh, and I thought so, too. As it turned out, I did the one internship at FAN, and I never left, and I never did another one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they were they were all up. When I wanted to go to the School of Broadcasting when I was 17, my dad went with me, looked at it. He's like, I'll do this, but you better make sure this is what you want to do. I'm like, I do. He goes, all right, you're, I'm in. You got it. So, yeah, very supportive. Uh, you went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting? I did, 1991. I did not know that. Yep. I thought you just went through the, the traditional college route. No, I did both. Connecticut School of Broadcasting, they, while they were, hmm, how do I say this? I thought their training was good, but it was very broad. Like, I wanted to do sports, but they did a lot of news and music and weather and things. That it's, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a centralized study. That having been said, they did get me into that small little place in Jersey where I met Joe. WJDM Radio. Correct. Where you also were making $5.10 an hour. Think of the legends that will come out of WJDM, 1530 AM, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Me, you, and Joe Beninga. How about that? And that's just off the top of my head. Who knows who else came <laughs> right. out of Who there? knows who else went through Elizabeth, New Jersey? Right. <laughs> Over the C.H. Martin building. A, a breeding ground for talent, Jerry. Well, something like that. It was for the three of us, at least. What was weird at that station is because it was it was a, a low-level station, which is how we all got in there. Yeah. It was also a place where when guys were on the crap end of their careers, they wound up there. Sure. So, like, during my internship and my time working there, it was a lot of, like, sort of angry guys that had hosted big-time 
radio shows, I guess, in New York over the years, and then we're at the downside of their careers. They would be, oh, they would all be like, "Don't do this." And you were right. Us. You were, and you're so right. They were so bitter. Yes, very bitter. And they weren't even, at least in my experience, they weren't very friendly either. Yeah, not- I, I, yeah. For whatever reason, at that place at WJDM, the guys that I worked with, uh, even though they were bitter, they were, they were still. They were nice to me while they were telling me to get out of the business. Right, right, right. Uh, they they were. I remember the one guy was so was be so funny and so mean right before he turned the microphone <laughs> on, and then would turn on the microphone and just talk hey. up songs, and then he'd hit the button and say mean, cruel things about people. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> well, I didn't have that experience you had. I had people that were not willing to really help much. Yeah. And, they just were there for a paycheck and were just miserable that that's where they were. Yeah. So I totally get it. Man, that was that was a long time ago now. Yeah. For me, it was like 1991. And I was 94, okay. I believe, with Joe. Yeah. So I only missed you by a couple of years. Right. Who knew? We almost crossed paths. The parking lot for that place, when, when I was there, the parking lot was right next to the prison. I thought it was by a cemetery. Uh, it was by the cemetery, but that building that it that it was like there was a there was a parking lot between the cemetery and a building, and the building was a jail. I never knew that. And the higher floors had the actual like uh, jail windows. Wow! Although I went there for a full year, I never knew that yeah. once. How oh, about yes, that, Jerry? How See, about that? You learn something every day. That's because I was so afraid to go into New York City to do an internship. Yeah, I wasn't afraid. That's just where they placed me. Yeah, but like I didn't even think to apply to Howard Stern and K Rock or right. WNEW or WPLJ. Like I, n- it never crossed my mind. I was just like, New York to me at that time was Might like as well been I- Ireland <laughs> or, or like uh, or I it was like Fort Apache, the Bronx. Like the I just thought like g- there was constant guns going off. You were constantly Jeez. being mugged. Like I just thought it was like, total chaos. I hear you. Well, it did have a bad reputation, especially at that time before it really got cleaned up. It so. did. And now we're not in such great times again. Mm. 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 All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Let's do it. And maybe we'll uh, catch you on the uh, Evan Roberts program today. Works for me. Filling in for Craigie on the Carton and Roberts. Yes. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow, Jerry. Can Sounds we agree good. to that? Tomorrow on a Wednesday, you'll be back? Right on. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow then. So... What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, well, here we go. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, we do the warm-up show until 6. We've got the Eddie Scazzeri and like 40-something miles away from me, but I can still see his face. It's ingrained in my mind like a tattoo on someone's buttocks. His name is Al Brett Dukes. What's up, man? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. Where are you? 
Oh, I'm somewhere down the Jersey Shore taking care of Whimsy. Mm-hmm. That would be that? awesome if you could run by there <laughs> and give her a walk. <laughs> well, yes, I'd be happy to, but she might eat some grass. Uh, yeah, she would eat some grass. She yeah. might uh, vomit on you, Jerry. Uh, so uh, you, I guess, came in close contact with the New York Yankee, Jerry. And <laughs> Me and Anthony Rizzo were hanging out over the weekend. <laughs> and so you've been isolating yourself at home. Well, something like that. Not quite, but uh, mm. something like that, yes. All right. Are you in danger of missing the boat show, Jay? Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly, at this mm. point, I have no idea. If so, may I come hang out with you? <laughs> Will you stop it? Can you <laughs> let me know who you came in close contact with? I would love to meet them for lunch. Al, here's the thing. What's you that? came in close contact with Jerry. Mm. Bang. Bada bing, bada oh boy, boom. Oh boy, oh boy. Good Ooh. Lord. You guys are funny. Anyhow. <laughs> I almost uh, had to call 911 yesterday, Jerry. I witnessed outside my window a dog attacking another dog. Oh, another dog 911 call? Oh, I almost made another dog 911 call, but it was over so quickly, Jerry. Mm. But I'm just saying for a moment, for one second, which felt longer because it was in slow motion, but for one second, I considered the 911 dial. A dog uh, got out of a collar guy clearly doesn't know what he's doing walking his dog when the dog gets out of the collar. Right. And immediately goes and attacks this other dog. And he ran over and uh, separated them and then scooped his dog up. And you're watching this happen? Yeah. I am. Yeah, I was watching it happen, but I almost called the okay. one. And the woman whose dog was attacked, uh, nothing really happened. Right. She looked so disgusted, like, get it together. Yeah, These I could see that. dopes who don't know how to control their their dogs attacking other dogs. Don't if your dog goes after other dogs, don't bring it out. I agree. You're right about you that. Know what I'm saying, Jerry. Let me ask you this: yes. What was closer to your trigger finger? Was it 911 or was it News 12? 911 uh, first, because that beefs up the News 12 story when they come to. All right, I have them on the way. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, because Thank I have you. to. Uh, News Twelve is only really probably interested if nine one one's involved. You know what That's I mean, Jerry? Probably true. So you got to get that done first. I got to get I that say. done first. But um, I will say this: I, I I know what dog it is now, and I'm going to be on the lookout. So if you're <laughs> listening and you were the guy whose dog slid out of the collar and attacked another dog, got my eye on you. I got to tell you, you are the townsman lookout. Yes, so. I right. am neighborhood watch. I would feel more comfortable knowing that you were in my town. Exactly. And that's how people were feeling. And I appreciate that. I hear you. Understood. All right. Well, I'm glad nothing happened because we don't want anybody to get attacked right. by a dog. And no dogs uh, seem to be harmed in the process. Exactly. Perfect. But I was thinking, though, like I would, I'm someone who doesn't get involved generally. I make phone calls instead. But yeah. if my dog was being attacked, I would. I would go after the dog attacking my dog. You wouldn't call 911 first? No. I would, that's like the one time I would get involved. If someone very close to me or my dog was being attacked, I would get involved first. You know what this is showing me? What's that? You like this dog. Right. I know I she wanna... drives you nuts, but you like this dog. Plus, do our dogs and our children count on us, Jerry, to they take do. care of them. That's right. They... Otherwise, she'd be eating you know, dead bunnies on the road. Right. They're incapable both dogs and children of taking care of themselves. So when something is relying on you 100%, unlike adults who have to, who can rely on themselves, children and dogs can't. So you got to get involved if your child or dog gets attacked. Very true. Well, I'm, I'm you know what? It sounds like you've turned over a new leaf yes. and that's a good thing. Absolutely, Jerry. Uh, I did see this Yankee game. I just heard Bob Huesler say it was five hours long. I mean, four hours and 52 minutes. Get lost.
Yeah, I mean, it was 11 innings for one, too. It was. There was a lot going on in the late innings. A lot of lead changes, Jerry. Four straight innings where the Yankees blew lead. Seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Then yeah, they come pretty, back and win it in the 11th. Pretty bizarre, actually. Pretty wild stuff. Why, that's what Luke Voigt said. Why, no, maybe it was Jameson, right? your Frenchman, uh, Jameson Tyon. Jameson Tyon said it was wild stuff. And said it was wild game that he's not used to playing in. Pretty did, cool. Did he go Johnny Carson and go, well, that is weird, wild stuff? <laughs> no, he did Who was Johnny Carson's sidekick? What was his name? Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon, that's it. And he had the, he had the big, loud laugh. Yes. How'd that sound? Uh, I was trying to think like how he used to go. <laughs> he had like a Santa Claus laugh. No other, you know, and then you think about the other late night shows. I mean, I guess they had sidekicks in terms of the musical. Yeah. Uh, but not really guys sitting there like Ed McMahon sat there. Well, they normally, they combine the sidekick slash musical role, right? So Paul Schaefer for David Letterman. But then when Conan started, he did have Andy Richter sitting on the couch Next to him, I never saw Conan. (laughs) You've never seen the Conan show? No. And I just read somewhere that it just ended, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had a long run. See, the problem wasn't, didn't that, that was the uh, the Tonight Show for two years. It was a mess, Jerry. He took over for Letterman uh, on late night and did well for himself. Then uh, they were going to give him the Tonight Show. Then Jay Leno wanted it back. And they gave it back to him, and then Conan went to TBS. Listen, when you go doing a late-night talk show on TBS, you are lost. I was going to say, lost me at that point. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, that's something we, like, the the late-night talk show, that that went away. It went away, and yet Jimmy Fallon is as popular as can be. I don't know about that. Well, I was going to say, if you look at the views on YouTube the next day, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but they don't like people don't watch the shows live. Okay, they're terrible ratings. Agreed. Why do they make fifty million dollars a year? That I don't know, because advertisers still haven't figured out that no one's watching network TV (laughs) live. (laughs) We're watching videos. Consultant, (laughs) you want me to be a consultant? Here's your lesson for today. Yeah. Stop spending all this money yeah, on this program. <laughs> why would you spend money on a live late night show? Know. No one's watching it. I don't know. I know the ratings are not great. I get it. I don't know. It's weird. I used to have to set my uh, VCR for David Letterman's show, and then I would blast through the commercials. Yeah. Well, now you can watch it the next day. I went uh, through a, a almost 10-year period where I did not miss a late night with David Letterman show. Well, I tell you, you and Letterman and Stern, huh? Yeah. Like that I, was your life. That's all I did, and and uh, I was obsessed with recording everything. Interesting. That's right, Jerry. I never had. I don't think I really ever had a show like that where I couldn't wait. You know, the next day to watch it or record it. I mean, I mm-hmm. you know, Law and Order for a while I was really into, but not like when you're talking about two decades. I'm talking about personalities, Jerry. Yeah, no, I never. Not for me. That era has gone. They're now all YouTube stars. They are YouTube stars. That's you know what all I was we're seeing? looking at, YouTube stars. And I know we got to get back to the Yankees at some point. But you don't I was, know that. I w- no, I don't know that, actually. <laughs> um, I was. I saw this thing on this OnlyFans. Yeah. Dude, these people make a fortune. Some people do, yeah. Yeah, I know. Not everybody. And I know we've discussed this. You know, if you were doing OnlyFans in a Speedo, you'd make a lot of money, too. But Definitely. There was one, and I don't know her name, but there was one that said in a 24-hour span, she was averaging a million dollars. Oh. A million dollars a day? Yeah, that was a, fam- a very famous person. Come on. I know, Man. Jerry. That's what goes on. You know what's nuts about that? is you can go from zero to 60 so quickly if you just hit it right. And, like, I mean fast. And then the the opposite happens, too. You go from being on the top of the food chain sure. 
to the bottom. And you get passed over. Oh, there's no doubt Fast about fall. it. It's just, I don't know. It was, it was fascinating to me just watching the little piece that I watched on it. Fast fall. Yesterday, Jerry, we talked about Glaber Torres sliding into second base with his non um, oven mitt hand. <laughs> yes. And he sprained his left thumb, so he he's did. out. Injured list. But look at this way. No COVID. List. Yeah, he does not have COVID. That's right. He's one of the few Yankees that so far we is, has not caught COVID from the giant bucket of COVID they have sitting has in the middle not, of the locker room. Has he not had it? I just meant right now I don't he know. doesn't have it. Either, either way, Who knows? There was injured so, list. There have been so many Yankees with COVID. But, yeah, he sprained his thumb. Yes. So he's out. Yeah. I mean, and they still won, and they're continuing to win games. They did still so win. Beat the Royals. Be okay. They'll be all right. Let's see. I'm just checking on Torres and COVID. I don't know if he's one that had it or not. I know you said there's been so many of them. That Brett Gardner hit that was uh, in the 11th inning. I got to be honest, I think an error. Did they? Co- That's what I was going to ask. Like it, it was a ground ball to short that looked like it got booted. Uh, by the way, Glaber Torres did have COVID back oh. in May. Oh, oh. I thought he did. Um, yeah, I thought it was an error. I was surprised they gave him a base hit. Yeah, for that. me too. You know, I mean, I know it's a hard hit ball. I think I think is that Nicky Lopez? I forget who it was at shortstop, but I mean, I, at first I thought I hit him in the face. When you're watching it, but it turned out it glanced off his shoulder, ricocheted off his shoulder, I should say. But you know what? Good for the old man because he got it. Then he also had a hit in the previous inning, so it was nice to see Brett Gardner help him out a little bit. Absolutely. I love Brett Gardner. Well, I mean, that's a little strong. He's really not a baseball player you do love because you, you don't watch. No, but, but there's certain guys I really love, and Brett Gardner is one of them. I like an older guy. He's a he'll. He's uh, seems like to, he gives it his all, Jerry. He'll slide into first base. Not a lot of people slide into first base. They call him a blue collar guy. He's bald. He's old and always well, freshly shaven head. He does have that. So let's see, old, bald, mm-hmm. and still coming to work every day. Yeah, I'll use. <laughs> That's right. There you go. I did. What is that uh, Field of Dreams game? Is that this Thursday? Week? Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Oh, right, because Gio was wondering, is it going to be cool enough that we open a live remote broadcast Friday yeah, boat show with that? I don't that? see that at all. But uh, Guy Fieri, the... Um, Isn't it Fietti? Is it Fietti? Uh, I, see, it looks like Guy Fieri, but I think it's pronounced Guy Fietti. Ooh, I like that. That sounds like you, you have some sort of accent. Guy Fietti. <laughs> Guy Fietti. What did he do? Guy Fieri. He's going to have a, an apple pie hot dog Ooh. that's going to be for sale at the Yankees Field of Dreams game. That sounds awesome. It is a, uh, you know, like the old um, McDonald's apple pies? Yeah. Well, it's a little it's a little bit uh, flatter, but in the middle of it is a hot dog, and there's, there's mustard like a hot dog, and then Ooh. also like apple pie. Pie crust and See, spices. I was kind of good until you told me we were throwing mustard on it. Yeah, I thought we were just going apple pie, like sauce and apples and flakes on top of the hot dog. Right, like or if you if you took the apple pie, you cut a hole in it and, and just... slid the hot dog in there. Okay, that's a weird image. <laughs> I mean, good lord, that was what that movie American Pie was based on. Uh, pretty much, cut a hole in an apple pie, just slide a hot dog in it. Oh, is that what the movie was about? And now Guy Fieri is uh, selling it. <laughs> well, that's cool. I would I will, get that. I will. Yeah, so would I. In a heartbeat, I would get that. I'll tell you, John Morosi actually was doing a piece, and they had the images. Uh, and I'm sorry, John Morosi is from MLB Network. And um, they had the images of him with the house behind him. He's sitting in the stands. It does look pretty cool. And then you're telling me about a an apple pie and a hot dog shoved in it. I'm in. 
Although that's a dangerous thing to eat if you have stomach issues because you're going to be at the Field of Dreams game. No idea what those bathrooms look like. Yeah, Porta Johns. Porta Johns? They have to. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'll bet you they do. And you know what I'm talking about. When you go to a club or a restaurant, yeah, they bring in these beautiful trailer bathrooms. Yeah, you've they, seen those, right? I have. They tend to smell. They can, but think about how clean. When we go up to Connecticut for the golf event, they have them. What about this? You, if you have the uh, apple pie hot dog and it doesn't sit well in your belly, you just run in the cornfield and <laughs> drop get your trowel. business done. I mean, I guess you could do that. Yeah. But I think a few people, maybe the ghosts will be looking. Do you think there's going to be people? Serious question, because on the podcast, me and I have discussed many times about haunted houses yes. and ghosts and blah, 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 blah. And people coming back to see their... You know, the dead people coming back to see their, their, their people of the present. Do you think that there will be people that will come back from this? I don't know how many people are going to be in the crowd, but whatever. Not important. Think people will come back and say, Ty Cobb spoke to me. No. No way. Because Ty Cobb never played there. Do you think that anybody from the the Black Sox scandal is going to talk to any specialists? Shoeless Joe. What do you think? No. I saw his image coming through the cornfield. You don't think not one person no. is going to say no, that they the, think they saw something? No, because it's not it's not on haunted grounds. But the movie, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You I don't think, think he, anybody's imagination will run wild? No. I saw Shoeless Joe Jackson's face in the dirt, and he was talking to me. I do think people will and show he up. he looks like Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I do think people will show up. Dressed as old baseball players from that movie. Oh, God, dorks. Total dorks. Mm, I, you know what? I don't know about full uniform. I'm a loser. I, I'm a I, loser. I could see them in in the jerseys, though. Yes. I think that's very possible. So, oh well, we'll see. We'll see if it's got buzz or no buzz on Thursday night. Right. My guess, though, is with the crowd that's going to be there Friday, they're not opening with the Yankees unless something crazy happens. But we'll see. All right, we're just getting started. 517, it is great to have you with us. It's a Tuesday. It's already the middle of August, which is making me sick, but so be it. Uh, Warm-up show till 6, Boomer and Geo then here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Ooh, I thought that was Matchbox 20 for just a moment. 525, what do you say? It is a Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. Hey, Al Dukes, am I right? Did I see that Bruce Springsteen is turning 71 next month? Um, yeah, actually, maybe 71 already. I know he's he's at least 70. Wow. It's an old is- fellow, Jerry. He's still a rocker, though. Oh, I know. And we talked about Mick Jagger the other day, who's still going at 78, I believe it is, which is great. I didn't. I don't know why. I thought Bruce was in his 60s. And I just saw a recent photo somebody posted on Instagram. He was uh, shopping in downtown uh, Manasquan, New Jersey, on Main Street on a Saturday shirtless. Is that who? Uh, Mick Jagger? Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> no, I figured. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, the man's 71 years old. He's walking around shirtless. You got to like it. Well, you know what? He's probably not eating the peanut butter and the Tostitos, so well, he's ready to rock. Well, he doesn't have rock-hard abs. I'm just saying he's oh. he doesn't mind walking around shirtless. No six-pack? No. 
No six-pack. Still looks good, though. Still looks great. Still looks good. Eddie well, Scazzeri was um, troubleshooting some cameras in here during the break, so good luck with the CBS Sports Network program kicking off at 6 o'clock. Well, I mean, I will tell you on our little Zoom um, uh, session here, yeah. looks good to me. Yeah, no, it looks good in here. I just I saw Eddie in there like uh, with a phone. He was pulling wires out of uh, the, the I cameras. I was FaceTiming with uh, Andrew <laughs> over there. <laughs> You were FaceTiming? Oh, yeah, because they got to see the equipment to know which things that he's got to pull out and stick in. I tell you, the technology is fascinating. Did you just say he had to pull out and stick in? Yeah, he's pulling he, he wires did. out. He's sticking wires in. It was like a whole thing over here. Where's the apple pie? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> this thing on? Hello? <laughs> okay. Uh, Jerry, what do I have? Oh, Holly Saunders. You Moving know her? Right along. Holly Saunders, the uh, golfing beauty. Yes. She the, was the one who was married, or not married, dating that weird. Oh, oh, right? She was uh, dating Vegas Dave, that twerp. That's it, Vegas Dave. Total twerp. Not with him anymore? No, they were engaged, and their engagement has been broken off uh, quite a while ago. You're kidding. Now. That didn't work out. Didn't work out, it uh, turns <laughs> out. She's now dating Oscar de la Hoya. What? Yeah. Dating Oscar De La Hoya. She met him at, she interviewed him at some boxing event. Wow. And um, I guess they saw sparks, huh? Uh, they had sparks, Jerry. That's right. So Oscar De La Hoya and Holly Saunders are an item. So I took to Holly Saunders' Twitter just to see what was going on. Yeah. And apparently she has a uh, private website where I think she takes nude photos. Oh, how'd that go for you? Well, I, didn't, I, I haven't found the private website. I'm just saying... Based on what she's uh, saying, like she's she's taking photos and posting them on her Twitter. Yeah, but she's drawing in bikinis where I guess she was nude, and she goes go to my private site. It's called OnlyFans, probably. You would think, but it, it, she it, nowhere on her uh, Twitter does it say which what her private site is. Interesting, or how much it costs, or how much it costs, or nothing. how much it costs. Yeah, she's. I'm telling you, man, when she was doing that morning show, not that I watched it every day by any stretch, but they, when she was doing that morning show on Golf Channel, yeah, um, like she was a, I thought was becoming a fast star. Yeah, what and happened? I don't know because I thought she even did some NFL games for Fox. Like she was like the, you know, the eighth team or whatever, but she was still on Fox doing NFL games. I'm almost certain of it. And then she kind of disappeared and then resurfaced with this Vegas guy. Yeah, that guy ruined her career, I think. It's you know what very very possible. You can't be doing, you can't be taken seriously as a broadcaster, Jerry. Because trust me, I tried, and then also having a nude photo website. You tried the nude photo yeah, website. Yeah, I tried. That did not work. Ruined my reputation. It yeah, I would work. think that probably doesn't work. There's also a very strange trend among celebrities, which I'm seeing on social media, Jerry, where yeah. there there are certain celebrities telling you that they don't shower every day. Why? 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 Like, why are I we guess telling that, people like, this? Some people think it's better for you if you don't shower every day. So there are certain celebrities well, coming out saying they don't shower every day, and then other celebrities are coming out saying they do shower every day. You shower multiple times a day. Yeah, it depends on the day and what I'm doing. Yesterday was two for sure. Two showers. Yes, because there was one before work, and then there was one uh, afterwards as well, um, and also. Because you shower before work, if you work out during the day, like, I can't sit there in that. And then I've had days where you shower before work, you shower after a workout in the afternoon, and then you have a, you know, a kid's practice or something or a game, you shower after that because you can't go to bed. It's disgusting. There must be constant towels being washed at your home. 
There are. That is very true. Are you a one t- one towel use and then you wash? No, it? my yeah. wife. My wife uh, makes sure the towels get washed after every usage. Every usage? Yippers! I'm doing. When I tell you that the washing machine is nonstop running yeah. in this house, it's ridiculous. No, oh. that is very true. I don't wash mine after every use, Jerry. I'm so clean as it is. Well, I understand. I I have heard though that I guess. Too much soap and chemicals, obvious. So I do understand the premise of not showering every day, but yeah, that, that hasn't worked. And there, there are a lot of women who shower every day but won't wash their hair every day. Yeah, I could see that too. Absolutely. Like Zach Wilson's mom on Instagram, who I follow, Jerry, she does not wash her hair every day. <laughs> You're so fun. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at how, so first of all, how many Twitter followers do you think Holly Saunders has? Oh, I saw. I was on her Twitter. She has oh, uh, 217,000. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, this is funny. She's talking about her cleavage. I mean, yeah, it's a little strange. Her her Instagram, man. she has 581,000. I thought she'd be at a million. Yeah, and that's all she posts is her Instagram on Twitter. She doesn't oh, okay. do anything else. So, all right, well. Listen. Hey, good for you. Yeah, you know, Olivia Rodrigo. Hey, good for you. Hey, exactly. uh, Holly Saunders, good for you. Oh, I see what you're see talking about. See what I'm about. saying, Jerry? Yes. Okay, that is, uh, she definitely is sending someone photos of her. Yes. Hey, good for him. Hey, good for him. Hey. <laughs> That's right. Jerry, um, <laughs> did you see what went on at the Colorado Rockies game the other day? So, yes and no. I saw the story about, I didn't see it, but I read about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yes, sort of. So, it was uh, the Colorado Rockies... Uh, first, they, there was a claim that uh, someone in the crowd was yelling racial slurs at the Marlins' Lewis uh, Brinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just sounded like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out they did an extensive investigation, and they said he was not yelling uh, racial slurs at Lewis Brinson. He was yelling for the Colorado Rockies mascot, whose name is Dinger. Yeah. What the I, I hell guess. kind of a name for a mascot? Oh, home run, Dinger. Right. All right, that makes sense. Um, I mean, this guy, if he was just yelling for Dinger to come over to take a photo, which is what he's claiming, um, luckily no one posted the dude's name or anything in the paper because he right. would be uh, labeled a racist. Yeah. Now, they did catch up with uh, Lewis Brinson again. He said he went back and listened. Many, many times. And he is still hearing the racial slur, although he says he is open to the mascot explanation. Which is good. You know, it's interesting because I think we've done this before on the show where you can talk yourself into thinking you're hearing something. Yes. Either way. Now, I I don't know. I'd have to find the exact... And I don't even know if the game is up on, on the MLB app. Um I would like to watch myself just to have an idea of if it's true or not. But I do think you can hear what you want to hear. That doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but I we have experienced that ourselves. The fact that this is even a conversation sucks because if that's even possible in this day and age, it makes you sick. Right. But, I mean, you know, yeah, you certainly give him a lot of credit for saying I'm open to the explanation if, in fact, that is the case. I mean, I just read the quote, and I see he says he – watched the video and tried to listen 50 to 60 times. So I don't know. Again, the more you listen to something, the more you can make it sound or it can start to sound like what you want it to sound like or it can be what you think it is. So Right. Whatever you initially think it is, it's hard to get that out of your head when you're listening back to stuff. 
I know you don't go to a lot of games, but you do go Not to true. games from time to time. No, no, I mean, I, I think like a casual sports fan, you go to a couple of games a year, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative about it. And I, I think I go to significantly more. But over the course of the last, like, 20 years, you know, because you want to stay when you, what you remember, you can you ever remember hearing that at a game? No. Yeah, me neither. And I'm not saying it didn't happen because nothing would shock me, but I can't ever remember hearing, as, as vulgar and disgusting as fans are sometimes, I don't think I'd ever heard that at a stadium. You've heard a lot of curse words. A lot of curse The F words are, yes. it's like, it's just another word in, the, in their vocabulary. And, and you suck. You, like that. That's a big one, yeah. yeah. You suck is a big one. That's, Major, and sometimes in harmony. Yes, you <laughs> which suck. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> Major League Baseball, Jerry, is in talks with Barstool Sports. About... I know. I, let's, you know what? Let's talk about that on the other side. Oh, the other this, side of the break. Okay. This is interesting to me. Is that uh, right? A couple of different reasons. So okay. uh, we're 533. We got Boomer. You Boomer. suck! Yes, but they don't. That but, guy, um, when I sit next to him at games, always yelling. That's how the fans, yeah. Uh, Boomer and Geo coming up at 6, but coming up on the other side, the story about Barstool and Major League Baseball, and might there be games on Barstool? We'll see. Warm-up show till 6 right here on The Fan. All right, Bon Jovi on Tuesday. It is 541. Really quick before we get to the Barstool thing. Uh, Al and Jerry until 6 o'clock, and then Boomer and Geo. So I did see, you know, this year, Al, we have talked about all these firsts in Major League Baseball, 150 years of baseball, and we're seeing, you know, something happen for the first time. That Yankee Royal game last night, your pals over at Elias, or Elias, whatever you call them, um, first game in baseball history, MLB history, that is, where both teams scored in the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, and 11th innings. That can't be possible. I agree. I think it's thousands and thousands and thousands of games. I Never think that some of the young kids working over there at Elias and like, yeah, I think this is the first time it happened. Just put that out there. I was going to say, like, does Elias, do you think they start, like, going through the baseball al- uh, almanac or baseball reference? All right, let's go game by game, see if you can find it. Everybody uh, scores. Yeah, there. I don't know how that. I'd love to do see, like, a, uh, a, a documentary about them, Jerry, even if it's, like, something like real sports or something. I agree. It would I be because... S- not only that, what's going on over there, and think about how quick they get that note out there. Yes, so it's pretty. I see that was posted around one a.m. The game ended at like twelve, whatever something. That's pretty wild. So they also reported the first game ever in MLB history that went into eleven innings. So I thought that can't be right. <laughs> that was I not right. Just that cannot be right. That would be false. <laughs> So what's this uh, bar stool situation, Jerry? Bar stool well, and Major League Baseball in talks. They say to do a package of live games midweek yeah so i guess it's going to be kind of like the way we saw the facebook games that everybody lost their mind over if you remember i don't know how exclusive they'll be maybe they will be maybe they won't be but i guess this is baseball trying to tap into the younger audience i suppose i mean it's interesting because baseball is available anywhere you want it really is i mean if you have a if you have cable, you can watch a baseball game, and their ratings stink. I mean, they are what they are, and I do believe, and it's only because I'm living with it and I see it. My my older son is going to be 17 soon. I don't know how many of his friends actually watch games. I really don't, but they watch those 10 to 20 minute packages every day, and they watch and consume baseball highlights. It's it's amazing, and they play the fantasy baseball. But I'll tell you, Al, for them to sit down and watch a three hour baseball game. 
You don't see it. What about a five-hour game, Royals-Yankees? They prefer that, especially with the Royals. They do prefer that. No, I mean, it's – I don't know what it is. It's very odd. So Barstool's a younger audience. Maybe they do it in a different way. Maybe they – I don't know. What if they had the Barstool personalities calling the games? That see, might get people. Doesn't do anything for me. Not for you, but for the people who are locked in on Barstool, maybe. I would say do anything you can to try and draw in an audience. That's what I would say. I did see a tweet. I don't know if Barstool put it out or one of the sports business people put it out about this potential deal, and it had the listing of, like, baseball podcasts. And, of course, Barstool has, like, the the first couple of them um, on the top of the charts. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I still don't know if that means they're watching games. I don't either. All the way through. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a real hardcore fan that you know. And I'm not saying I'm not picking on Evan at all, but I mean, he's the type that, as we know, he scores every game he watches. <laughs> I'm a loser. I'm a loser. So that is to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And then, like I said, you know, ironically enough, my son could probably name you the starting nine on the White Sox, and yet I don't think he's watched one White Sox game this year. It's it's fascinating to me. It's just different. That's how I consume baseball, Jerry. I watch the uh, in-depth uh, game highlight package or condensed game, whatever the heck it's sure. called. Yeah, the ten-minute version, the condensed game. You now, get everything. You well, you get a lot. You don't get everything, but you do get a lot. I mean, you can certainly have a pretty good feel for the game by watching that. There's no, and it's a lot better than just a two-minute highlight package that only gives you the scoring plays. I get a lot more out of watching those ten-minute packages than I would falling asleep during a five-hour Yankee game. Oh, I agree. I mean, it definitely takes an attention span. For me, I find, especially because I can only watch the one game the night before, I find running through the play-by-play of a game online and seeing what innings looked impactful and then being able to go right to that inning and watching every pitch, that to me makes it it pretty good. But I mean, all those options are available and it's almost like it's almost like MLB. I don't know about I don't know about the NHL. I wouldn't say them, but MLB has perfected the online because we've talked about it, like how good the quality is, and they give you so many different options to catch up on the game. It almost makes watching the game secondary. I don't know what play by play I was getting when I was watching the uh, Yankee Royals MLB package. Well, the Royals TV guys, I did hear that, but they seem. This is what I don't understand about some baseball. Some baseball broadcast teams are very pro the team they're broadcasting for. Sure. That Royals TV crew sounded like they were excited when the Yankees were scoring. Uh, Maybe they were. It sounded weird. Maybe they were. Or maybe they just play it right down the line. Or maybe it was an MLB Network game. I don't know. I'm not sure of that. Who knows? I know Ryan Rucco did it on Yes. um, But who knows? But that, again, comes back to all the different options that are out there. Right. You know, there's so many different ways to watch the games now. It's, you know, as if they're their own worst enemy. So Exactly, Jerry. Now, how about, how about Barstool? I mean, how much money do you think that package would be worth? I don't know. But, see, that's when I – I always think sometimes pl- places expand too much. Like, there's no reason for Barstool to get involved in baseball games unless it's completely to the benefit of them. Like, well, I wouldn't pay a dime. I'd go to MLB Baseball and say, you need us. Maybe you pay us to carry these games. 
Why would Barstool yeah. pay to carry baseball games? Uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Maybe that's the time. Maybe it's a profit-sharing partnership. Who knows? It's like when they start talking about, like, oh, Netflix, maybe they'll get into sports. Why? I don't know. Just do what you do and do They're it great. They're doing a great job being Netflix. I, I Stop agree. with these. Everything expands too much. Everything expands too much, and then they fail. at do. It's like what AOL did. AOL had complete control over the Internet. And then the Time Warner buys them. Then they, they got cable. It. It's like it's too much. Stop. You know who hasn't expanded too much? Walmart. Exactly. They've they done well. They do Walmart, Jerry. But they just do Walmart. That's they it. They just do Walmart. There's stores everywhere. Yes. I saw uh, an Al's Arcade. I thought about you. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I don't know if you well, can expand, expand that more than one, though. Yeah. There'll that probably just be is. a one location situation. It could be. I see Luis Rojas's job is safe, Jerry. Luis. Luis. This according, I like I love this. Listen to this, Jerry. Luis Rojas' job is safe despite the Mets sucking. According, is that how it's written? No, that's not matting that. <laughs> according to a source familiar with Steve Cohen's thinking. Oh my god. Let me ask you this, Jerry. Do I know you well enough that I could be a source familiar with Jerry Recco's thinking? I would say on certain topics, yes. On other topics, no. Like if I knew you were, there was some sort of media news about you and your future, and I w- talked to Andrew Marshand, media writer of the New York Post, yeah, could he then write a source familiar with Jerry Recco's thinking? Listen, I know how Jerry would think about this. Let me tell you. How do you put that in quotes? I have a I I would go to Andrew Marshawn. I have a clip of what Jerry was thinking. Why? You may use that bit, but you must quote it exactly, Andrew. Again, I want to see how you put that in print. Yeah. You may Am I close enough? Could I be a source familiar with Boomer Esiason's thinking? No. What? No. I know Boomer 15 years now. Yeah. Hmm. All right, mate, then yes. I still say no. <laughs> I kind of feel like I know what Boomer's thinking at all times with all situations. Kind yeah. of knowing and knowing yeah. are two different things. Yeah, you know, like, oh, let's play free fallen. Right. That's fair. A source familiar with Boomer Esiason's thinking. Ah! <laughs> Boy, we we have done some stupid what things. What kind huh? of broadcasting do you guys do here? I got Boomer going, oh, I have you going, oh. <laughs> My goodness. Al, I have no idea. This is a, this what is, was that? Let's hear that, that again. Boomer. <laughs> Boomer gets something stuck in his windpipe. Where's the Marconi uh-huh. for that one? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty. You know what? I take it back. I say you probably could be a source. Yes, I think I could. Very possible. Uh, I see uh, Mets get back in action tonight, Jerry. Nationals come to town. Carlos Carrasco on the mound. Do we like him? Uh, Yeah, I would say so. I mean, let's hope that he can pitch them to a win because you do have um, Philly playing L.A. tonight. So that's a good thing. I would think you like Dodgers' chances for a a game or two here. So if the Mets can go sweep Washington, and then I know it's supposed to be one pitch, one inning, one game. No, no, go Ah. sweep Washington. Um, you know what? They could end up being a half game out again in a couple of days. Who knows? You know anything about this uh, Nationals pitcher, 
Espino? No, I don't actually. That's good. Is it Paolo or Paolo? Yeah. Paolo, I think. Paolo Espino. Espino. I really don't know anything about him. Mm. I just know he's pitching tonight. It's going to be a very different looking Washington lineup tonight for sure. Why is that? What's their problem? Well, they traded guys. Oh. Max well, Scherzer. The win this Max, think about this. No problem. Last time you saw the Nationals, that's probably five years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Max Scherzer <laughs> and Trey Turner were on that team. Right. Now they're on the Dodgers. Right. And so, now the Dodgers will beat the Phillies to help the Mets. Uh, well, it's that's the hope if together. you're a Mets fan. I would agree with that. It's but then again, coming together, Jerry. Then the Mets got to play the Dodgers and Giants. Oh. 13 straight. Uh, is that on the road? Not all 13, no. Okay. You get them both at home, and you get both of them on the road. I think it goes, is it the Dod- the Dodgers this weekend? It might go L.A. at home, San Francisco at home, San Francisco on the road, and L.A. on the road, something like that. There's always a key part of every Mets season, like right now where we're in a a, a part where it could go bad or yeah. go well, where they, they go on the road to the West Coast. The games are on at 1030 at night, so you don't see them. Correct. And then all of a sudden, they're eight games out. Yeah. I would agree with you that the next two and a half weeks will decide their season. Is that right? Yes. I don't know how you can say anything otherwise. Well, buckle in then, as they say, Jerry. Buckle in and get ready to win. Matter of fact, Eddie gets up at midnight. He'll be able to watch the 7th, 8th, and 9th right. inning of the games mm-hmm. when they go out west, not these yes, first set. Yes, when they go out west. All right, quick break. When we come back, we have a story or two to wrap things up. Plus, we'll get you to Boomer and Geo at the top. Right now, though, in Odyssey Sports Minute, her name is Amy Lawrence. His name, Luka Doncic. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes. If you're just waking up, the Yankees did win four-hour and 50-something minute game. They win 8-6. And, Al, I did see, I just saw a photo of that hot dog and the apple pie. I got to tell you, it looks pretty good. You would eat that? Yes, I would. It I looks would, a little weird. Yeah, I would eat it if I was at home and I had a, a home field advantage bathroom. I'm not eating it at a baseball game where that could go right through you and cause uh, all sorts of uh, stomach irritations. Now, why do you think it would go right through you, though? Because it's, it's a, a hot, hot dog. dog stuffed in a apple p- uh, apple pie. Uh, now I'm going to eat some wieners. <laughs> yeah, eat some wieners. I mean, you've had wieners before. I've you had wieners. I eat the wieners. I would eat a wiener and I would eat an apple pie. I don't know that I would eat. Like the McDonald's apple pie is like that fried apple pie. I think that's the concerning part for me with a sensitive yeah. stomach. If that's what Guy Fiere, as you said, his name is, if that's what he's cooking. I think today you should go get the hostess apple pie, mm-hmm. shove mm-hmm. the hot dog in the apple pie, <laughs> and see how it goes for you. Microwave it and jam it down my throat. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York and Odyssey Station. New York Sports is on the fan. 1019 FM and the Odyssey app.